Ladies and gentlemen and Corner Kick fam, welcome to a stunned panel edition of Pod Ticking Quickly. The I can't even talk right now because I'm so shocked. The edition of Corner Kick where we break down uh, news in football that is just too juicy to miss. And I am stunned. I'm shocked because news has come from FC Barcelona today that they will not be pursuing a renewal of Lionel Messi's contract, the club where he has been for the past 21 years of his life, the club where he has won four Champions Leagues, 10 La Ligas, a plethora of other trophies as well, four European Super Cups. Obviously, it had come to light that Messi had agreed terms somewhat uh, with FC Barcelona following the expiration of his contract earlier this summer. It sounded like he was going to accept a 50% pay reduction uh, with all of that money being tacked on further down the line in his contract. It would have been a five-year deal that would have seen him retire with the club and essentially um, join as an ambassador after his playing days were over. That looks to be no longer the case. Barcelona have released a statement today citing economic and structural obstacles which will be preventing them from pursuing a renewal of the deal. This is stunning. We just learned of this about an hour, hour and a half ago. I'm joined, obviously, by Barcelona superfan Caleb Rhodes, our La Liga expert, and Nathan Strauss as well. Caleb, we have since had... It was a very short, brief statement. It was only three paragraphs long. But we have since had, you know, the seven-minute thank you video Laporta will be calling a press conference at 11 p.m. local time in Barcelona to obviously address this situation. What is, you know, an hour moved from all of this and you're being able to compose your thoughts a little bit? What is your take on this potential departure? Well, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty beyond gutted. I mean, I think it's been it's been a pretty topsy-turvy 24 hours. We go from Messi expecting to sign this deal, and it sounded like everything had been worked out. He arrived in Barcelona yesterday. Then we heard the news of this private equity firm, CVC, buying a 10% stake in La Liga for 2.7 billion euros, of which Barcelona would receive about 250 million. And that was supposed to be another, you know, influx of cash that would help them meet these new financial restraints and wage constrictions to this morning, the sudden news that it sounded like the deal had gone south and it was a little unclear why, but there was some talks about how Messi was disappointed with the squad, et cetera, et cetera, to obviously the very official announcement that negotiations had reached an impasse. Honestly, I mean, it's been an hour. It's It's been very hard for me to work how I feel about this having you know been privileged to be a fan of this team during the peak years of the best player to ever play the sport and I think it's you know it's terribly sad to see him go obviously to some extent the club can only blame itself after terrible management of finances for a decade but also it's certain that La Liga is is worse off without him there. Um, and certainly the investment by CVC is worth a lot less, <laughs> less than 24 hours uh, after it. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like Messi really wanted to leave this time, unlike last year. 
And I think that's what makes it more bittersweet um, than anything else. But obviously all I can do is thank him for what he's given to the club. Um, and I, you know, wish him the best of luck wherever that may be. And, you know, hopefully I wake up tomorrow and this is all a bit of a nightmare, but it, it doesn't seem like that. Yeah, Nathan, I think the question here is this all seems very abrupt. You know, we kind of learned about things in real time and then all of a sudden the announcement of the release dropped. This is very different from last summer, as Caleb kind of indicated with the whole Bureau Facts controversy with Messi really looking like he wanted out and then him doing that, you know, 30 minute interview at his home in which he stated that he did want to leave, but it was familial concerns and also, you know, his you know own personal and home life that ended up persuading him to stay. This very much seemed like he was ready to kind of accept a future, a lifetime future with FC Barcelona, even like an ambassadorship, certainly see out the end of his playing career at Barcelona. Obviously, you know, he's he's not been content with the workings of the club, the inner workings of the club for a while, whether it come whether it be the, the presidency of Bartomeu, whether it be the composition of the squad. We saw them try to mitigate some of those worries with the signing of Aguero, who still is yet to be registered into the first team. There's a lot of issues at FC Barcelona, and it seems like, you know, even as crazy as it seems, this it, it seems like this is the ultimate repercussions. The whole thing to me just sort of seems like I think... 100% of the blame here is on the club. You know, if Messi had decided to leave last summer, I think that would have been a natural sort of stepping out point. But failing to sort of financially game plan for your biggest asset is just incredible to me. Uh, I said this in the chat, but it's sort of like what happens when you play football manager and you do the entire summer transfer window when you've been under the influence and then you wake up the next day and have to register like, you know, 18 players from like a 40 person list of those who you've brought in. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know where he ends up. There's only one place that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. It's just, it, it's so, it was so abrupt, like middle of the day on a Thursday, or I guess in the evening on a Thursday, um, when the first post I saw this morning was from goal saying like, Messi signs his new deal today. So that was kind of weird. The conditions of this departure are so different from last year because it really seemed like everything had been worked out a few weeks ago. Messi was celebrating his Copa America win, was vacationing in Miami and wherever, and was going to come back to Barcelona, sign the contract, meet up with the team, play Juventus this weekend in the Gamper Trophy against Ronaldo. It'd be like old times, et cetera, et cetera. So something pretty dramatically fell apart in the last 24 hours um, that I don't think we we quite know. And I think there's an angle to this that Nick has sort of, you know, gestured at, and that's been brought up, um, which is that this is essentially a way to put pressure on La Liga to change the wage structure or the wage cap to allow them to sign Messi without needing the influx of cash from CVC, which both Madrid and Barcelona are against, in part because if they accept this money, it, it in a way also precludes them from pursuing the Super League, but that's a whole other kind of complicated thing. Um, so I don't know to what extent you guys buy that this is just like a last gasp effort to get, you get to change the rules. Um, 
whether you think La Liga will yield on that front or whether this really is sort of as as final as it seems. I mean, that seven-minute video of Highlight Reel seems to suggest it's pretty final. And I shudder to be the kind of like media guy who's had that on his computer for the last few months, um, hoping to never have to, to put it out, but, but then had to today. I'm a little bit caught between two minds in this because I definitely think that this is Barcelona's last big roll of the dice in order to put pressure on La Liga. Not, I don't want to say mess with the salary cap, but certainly make an exception in order for them to finalize a deal with Lionel Messi in order to keep him around. And if you're La Liga, you know, you obviously want to keep Messi. You know, he, after Cristiano Ronaldo left Real Madrid, Lionel Messi is was already, but is certainly, you know, by far and away, the biggest star this league has and has probably has ever had. And they're going into a new deal with ESPN in the U.S. And how crazy would it be for ESPN to ink this deal with La Liga and in their first ever season of coverage not have Lionel Messi uh, on ESPN Plus or ESPN or ABC or wherever they plan on showing these games. So there is incentive for La Liga to change their policies and allow Barcelona to re-sign Messi. However, I do not think Tebas, Javier Tebas, who's the president of La Liga, will budge on this issue. He seems pretty set in stone that La Liga can't help out FC Barcelona, can't help out Real Madrid, who also released a statement of condemnation against La Liga right before the Messi announcement from Barcelona today. It does seem a bit coordinated from the two biggest clubs in La Liga against Tebas and the league's policies. But I also think it's just not going to be enough and Messi will be walking away from the club. Yeah, I think you make a good point about marketability and stuff because right now La Liga is the least marketable it has ever been, at least in the last like 20 years. You know, from Ronaldo leaving, you know, a couple of years ago and now potentially a messy list league and a league that has a relatively unmarketable reigning champion for the first year of a big TV deal. I mean, no disrespect to Atleti, but they are not the same kind of draw. I don't know. I just think this has such terrible repercussions because, you know, a Messi-less Barcelona probably can't win the league, probably can't, might not even, you know, make it out of a group stage in the Champions League. Um, And that has sort of trickle-down financial repercussions as well. So... It's just it does seem just like too little too late for all of these emergency measures that could have been corrected by, you know, a few years of austerity in, you know, the last uh, maybe the last 18 or 24 months or so. And, yeah, they've done their best. They've tried to make additions on free transfers, but there are some sort of baffling deals like the Pjanic Arter swap um, or even going back to the Griezmann transfer. uh, They this just screams of you know, greed and ineptitude, and now they're paying the price. All in all, it just, I also was a little frustrated that the way they announced it was in like a four-sentence, three-paragraph press release. But I mean, what are they supposed to say? What would you have them say? Well, I don't know, but it seemed very, it seemed very like Arsenal, and that's just like not a good thing, you know? Like, if I were them, I I would have led with the video. 
I mean, this, this is like, like a nightmare scenario. No, like, exactly. You know, like, and there's I think, no. Yeah, sorry, continue it. I, I think this was a very abrupt decision. And I think, Caleb, you alluded to this. I don't think we know all the inner mechanisms of what happened here, what caused this to completely fall apart, whether it be purely financials, whether it be messy saying, hey, like you've waited too long. I've been sitting on my ass in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida at the Hard Rock Hotel and in <laughs> Ibiza uh, with Seth Fabregas and Luis Suarez, where he's been vacationing with his family. And he's maybe he said, you know, I've waited way too long. I wanted Christian Romero. Christian Romero is going to Tottenham instead of Barcelona. Um, I don't like some of the signings that we've made. I don't like the composition of our squad. I want out. And maybe that happened yesterday or today. And the club had to come up with, you know, something very quickly to release to the public. And that's what we got here. But I'll read the second paragraph of their statement as short as it is. And it is kind of, you know, it does kind of shift the blame to other entities that aren't the club and Lionel Messi. And it reads, as a result of the situation, Messi shall not be staying on at FC Barcelona. Both parties deeply regret that the wishes of the player and the club will ultimately not be fulfilled. So it does make it read like there is, you know, a third entity that has obstructed, you know, this deal from happening. And certainly if you're FC Barcelona, you want, people to believe that La Liga is the root cause of all of this. And I'm sure, you know, Laporta will be pointing the finger at his uh, press conference this evening. Yeah, I mean, to respond to a few of Nathan's points, obviously the real villain in this whole storyline or villains is Rosset and Bartomeu, right? Who are responsible for like the fiscal irresponsibility and poor squad management since like 2013, right? So I don't blame Laporta, who had to deal with this massive mess, even though like the club writ all. Um, and then I, I, I believe the club's statement that I think they both wanted him to stay, and I think he wanted to stay. Like I don't fully buy this narrative that like, oh, he would have come to Barcelona if they signed like Christian Romero. Like no offense to Christian Romero, <laughs> but like that's, that's not like the a straw. That's not the that's straw like, that broke the like, camel's back. Yeah, that's no, that's and they like, brought in Aguero. And they brought in Aguero and like Depay is good. Garcia is good. Like the team hasn't gotten that much worse. Messi seemed to like, like Pedri a lot. Like it's very unclear to me, like what about this squad has changed that would make him like more upset this year than he was last year. And like a lot of the things that he said in that interview a year ago still ring true. His kids are still young. His kids probably still really enjoy living in Barcelona and don't want to move. Like his family is very settled, has been in Barcelona for a long time. Like a lot of those things are still, you know, a year changes a lot, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, not that much. Yeah. So I think, yeah. And then just on some of your like La Liga marketability questions, I think Atleti are like a decently marketable team. I agree that La Liga as a whole has some issues, especially because Madrid kind of lack anyone other than like Benzema really at this point. Um, and the rest of the league is not super great. Um, but I, I think it's it's a little insulting to suggest that like without Messi, Barcelona couldn't make it out of a Champions League group stage. Like, I mean, we have Griezmann, we have Depay, right? We have lots of quality players. Like, I think this is bad. Don't get me wrong. We probably couldn't win the Champions League before. We definitely can't win the Champions League now. But I don't think we're going to like not make the knockout stages. And I also don't think we're not going to be competitive in La Liga considering how bad Madrid are going to be. Um, and considering like we're not that that far off from Atleti even right now. Putting that Dude. all aside though, what? 
I mean, I guess this is a conversation for another time. Yeah, we can save this, but like, we're still going to finish second or third in La Liga. Sure. Right? Potentially even first. No. Nope. Like, it's not like we're going to finish uh, seventh. No. Nope. I mean, you're, you're losing you're losing 30 goals and nine assists in the league. It's not happening. You're losing, you're losing 75% of your above average chance creation as well. I think it's a bigger loss. I mean, obviously, it's a huge loss. I think it's a bigger loss than you would think, particularly because of that sort of intangible ability to just take over games. You know, no, you, you don't so, need to tell me how important Messi is to this team, Nathan. Like, I don't need that lecture from you. Um, but I also... <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's spicy in here. It's getting hot. I got to open up a window. <laughs> but I don't think this is like a total cataclysm in the league, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Okay, we can talk about this in a league of preview later. <laughs> Let's move on to the second half of this conversation that I think needs to happen, which is where the hell is this man going? I There's mean, only this one news. Only one place. No, I know. It's going to be PSG. Clearly. And it's hilarious because to think if perhaps City had waited 36 hours <laughs> or even 10 hours before signing Jack Grealish, it could have been Manchester City. But is it PSG? And what does that mean? Well, it sounds like Man City. They were very much interested in Messi last season. However, I think they have firmly moved on to rebuilding their squad around Jack Grealish and potentially Harry Kane, you know, in the immediate to long term, you know, the next five years or so, six years in the case of Jack Grealish's contract. But I do think that, you know, to bring it back to your point about the marketability of leagues and, you know, the position of La Liga in the global landscape of the game, I think if Messi goes to PSG, to form the front line of Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar, even if it is just for a season. And, you know, who knows? If if PSG signed Messi, maybe Kylian Mbappe would re-sign. Maybe that would be, you know, enough for him to commit his future to Paris. Certainly, I think it is more attractive than him going to the decrepit husk of Real Madrid. I think PSG suddenly become i mean they're already one of the most marketable clubs in the world you know, think about the jordan deal you think about their association with neymar i think they become easily the most marketable club in the world and i think liga you know there's a lot of they, liga clubs have spent the third most of any european league somehow le- transfers are still being done in liga Stru- squads are still strengthening i think they have an interesting enough champion in lille who just beat PSG and the Trophy of Champions, albeit a like very weakened PSG. I think Liga suddenly becomes a lot more watchable. Certainly PSG games certainly become a lot more watchable with Lionel Messi in the team than, you know, in Atletico Madrid in La Liga trying to defend their title against two clubs in Barcelona and Real Madrid who would be very much in a rebuilding mode in a shadow of their former selves. It's really interesting because I think last summer there was a lot of talk about um, you know, potential transfer fees and sort of payer swap, player swaps, excuse me, from Man City, uh, like Eric Garcia and maybe Aguero at that point were rumored to sort of go in exchange. Um, but yeah, right now, especially because the entire world knows that Messi was willing to take a 50% pay cut to play at Barcelona. I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I see PSG as like the only clear landing point um, because he's just too good to go to MLS, which is, I think, where he will end up for a year or two. 
um, at the very end of his career. But, you know, we're talking about someone who far too good for that step at this point. So why not go to PSG, play with, you know, play with your friend in Neymar, um, you know, win 18 trophies next season and, you know, compete for one final Champions League. Um, so I don't know. It, it is kind of funny, though, the timing around Man City as well, just because it could not have been any worse. And it's hilarious because this just immediately overshadowed their record-breaking transfer today as well. Uh, so kind of unfortunate for them. But yeah, I would say the odds are like infinity to one right now that he lands anywhere else aside from from PSG. I do think he could go to MLS sooner than you think, though. Yeah, I just don't think I just don't think right now that would be the time. No, I, I think right now could be the time to be perfectly honest with you, Nathan. But, but the thing is, he couldn't go. The, right now, he couldn't go to Miami. No, you know, and that's, that's true. and that's and that is where I think he would want to end right. up. Hmm. And they obviously already have, like, not they're they're in- also a financial mess <laughs> and totally incapable of running a team uh, with any structure whatsoever. But yeah, I do think you know, just look at how much time he spends in the U.S. on vacations already. I think he clearly really likes the vibe of living uh, in America. So it could be a case of maybe he goes to a Los Angeles club who certainly have the finances and could work something out with the league uh, to make that happen. You know, maybe it's not David Beckham's Inter-Miami, you know, with his old friend Gonzalo Higuain. The man is 34, you know, with him agreeing to that five-year contract with Barcelona. He was clearly queuing up his life after football in some capacity. You know, with one eye on that, I definitely think a a move to MLS now, especially since, you know, it, it sounded like Barcelona was the only club he was interested in playing for this summer, could definitely be on the cards. That would be so ridiculous. How would he get paid in MLS? Like, actually, I don't understand that. Like, if he'd be willing to take that much of a pay cut, Barcelona would be able to sign him. So it doesn't make sense. Also, he's far too good. Yeah, right no, now. Just be Like, He's going to win the Ballon d'Or this year. It would be patently insane for a Ballon d'Or winner who's been upset by his inability to compete in the Champions League for the past several years to be like, yeah, it's time for me to go to MLS where I will score, what, 60 goals and have 30 assists in a season? Like, he'll be the only play per player in the league able to score against Matt Turner, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. I could see an MLS move in the future, but it would it would actually like boggle my mind. Like I would actually probably have like brain damage if he went to MLS right now because we, it doesn't make sense on any level. Quite frankly, I just put it out there because this podcast would be very uninteresting if we no, only I had know. one option to talk about. But no, I, know. I, I know. you look at the value right now of some of these MLS clubs and they're like a- astronomically astronomical levels of valuations and so clearly there is you know money floating around in the league for huge transfers you know look at um you know the way that Zlatan Ibrahimovic was paid by the LA Galaxy a lot of that was funded by corporate entities and not the club itself however legal that is you know is for another podcast for another time but there are certainly ways around the MLS pay structure of paying these big time name players. So I definitely think you are right. Like it'd be crazy for a 34 year old Lionel Messi who still has quite a bit left in the tank in terms of statistical contribution in Europe to make the move to MLS. I'm just saying that this man is a family man. 
you know, he very clearly has put his family first before, as he did last summer. He very clearly finds it comfortable in America. As crazy as it would be, and you're very right, like it would be absolutely absurd, I could definitely see a move to MLS, a place like LA or a place like Florida happening, you know, sooner rather than later. Maybe it is a one to two year deal with PSG and then he signs for, you know, the LA Galaxy or LAFC. It wouldn't surprise me if ownership would be eventually a part of that deal as well, especially with a new team, you know, in Las Vegas and and plenty of opportunities for someone who, in a similar way to LeBron James, has really diversified um, in terms of a, a quote unquote portfolio. But yeah, I would say that MLS is more likely than like going back to Argentina, for example. Um, although I, I do think that that could potentially be on the table as well. Is there any possibility that some Prem team, you know, scrounges up the the money to and the, the courage to make a serious go at him? I mean, there's only one team, right? Like it'd be City. And I just don't think they have the money right now, probably. Right. And a lot of, a lot of you know, Premier League clubs are very much invested in the project. You know, the project at Manchester City right now is to become, you know, A, a bit more British, a bit less international, bring in England international Jack Grealish, flirt with England international Harry Kane, you know, fill the voids in your team with a more traditional number nine and try and win the Champions League. Manchester United, you know, their plan is to bring in, you know, a center back, a center defensive midfielder, and a young right winger in Jaden Sancho who can be the the you know the banner carrier for the club for the next ten or so years. I don't think Lionel Messi really fits into their plan. Chelsea, you know, they have all the resources in the world. They have forty two players on their squad right now. I don't think they can afford to sign a Lionel Messi, even if they are you know looking at bringing in someone like Romelu Lukaku who does fit an obvious need. Um, and can help Timo Werner kind of carry the load up front. Liverpool are out of the question. You know, it's just, you know, sorry, Liverpool fans. It ain't happening. And that's really it. You know, you, you can't see a team like Arsenal going for Messi. You can't see a team like Spurs going for Messi. I just think right now, you know, the Premier League, even for all the riches that it has, you know, the top clubs are, you know, very much focused on their own internal projects. I mean, Harry Kane must have like a dartboard with Messi's face on it right now. It was Jack Grealish. It was Jack Grealish for like two minutes and then it was Messi. But perhaps the greatest irony of all is it looks like Harry Kane will be playing with Christian Romero and Messi won't. So I know. who's the Can real winner? If, if Tottenham ends up being the reason why Lil Messi didn't stay with Barcelona. You know, that would in a weird way, justify Spurs' own like self-delusions of grandeur and like inclusion in the super club, uh, super league type conversation. Mm-hmm. If they thought they could have that effect on like the single most consequential free agent or just soccer transfer of all time. Now, Caleb, before we go, I'll ask you one final question. Is there any chance, any remote chance that Messi will be back at Barcelona this season? I mean, there's a remote chance. The indicators are not good. The situation is totally out of both the club and Messi's hands. And so given that, unless there's movement in some other sphere, which is unlikely, I think I think this is really the end. I think this is the end. So I'm going to have to like cry myself to sleep while watching that seven-minute video on repeat. 
I will I will say it is kind of amusing that in that video they kind of switch the moods up like five different times. Like it starts off with like a sad little piano thing and then it goes to like intense electronic and then it goes back to like piano and violin. They really uh they really draw it out, but I mean there's probably like they could do a hundred minute video of his highlights and it might not even be enough. So this could be the end. Frank Sinatra's my way playing in the distance while Lionel Messi packs up his things at the Camp Nou and you know potentially moves to a new destination, maybe Paris. And with that, that is going to be our emergency pod for the day. Uh, we will obviously discuss the situation as it unfolds in more detail. But what a crazy day to be a fan of this crazy sport. I've been Nick Vinden. I've resigned Caleb Ritz. Nathan Strauss. And we'll see you all next time.